Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Tonight might be the uh, last night of the season for the L.A. Dodgers. Could be. I mean, imagine. I don't think it will be. Get but. knocked out of the division series by the Padres, and then potentially get knocked out in the division series by the Diamondbacks. I mean, is the Rockies going to going to knock them out next year in the division series? I doubt that's that. The that, progression that's that one we're, that we're. I, you would have doubted that the Diamondbacks were going to do it at this time last year that's as true. well. You never know what surprises are in store in Major League Baseball, and uh, we also have game. Three of the Braves Phillies series coming up at Citizens Bank Park, and guy covering that on ESPN Radio. I was listening to his uh, his analysis on the call on uh, Saturday as I was driving back from the Rose Bowl. Doug Glanville joins us right now in our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Always good to have the former big leaguer on. Doug, welcome back to Ben and Woods in San Diego on ninety seven three. The fan. Hey man, thanks for having me on. You bring me memories of going to Legoland with my kids you know, a while back. You know? I was listening was... to you as I drove right by Legoland <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> well, yeah, we uh, we we I know that you did uh, just did a new podcast with Jason Stark, uh, and you yeah. interviewed our beloved, one of our absolute favorites of all time, Marlins manager Skip Schumacher. Is he not? He just we love him uh, when he was here, Padres bench coach. Got close to Skip, and uh, the job he did in Miami, I thought, was pretty remarkable this season, Doug. He did a great job, and, and you know, such a historic team, just the way they're turning it around. And, um, and yeah, it was a pleasure to have him on. Just, you know, I remember him as a competitor and a, a clutch performer as a player, uh, but also just the respect already he's, he's garnered throughout the league. We saw Craig Council when he did the Brewers Diamondback Series, and Council, you know, one of the best managers in the game. And he's like, uh, we asked him about like managing against the Marlins. He's like, oh man, that Schumacher, he really knows what he's doing. So, so you know, it's a high praise when you've you know been in the league only a couple of years as a manager, and you're already kind of figuring out the best ways to use your bullpen and all the complexities with the new algorithms and data, and yet still know how to you know manage people well. So uh, yeah, he's an up and comer, and I think the Marlins are going to continue to make some noise. And you know, uh, it's interesting, talking to Doug Glanville here, he got a lot of credit for changing the culture. And culture's been a real buzzword around here, Doug, as far as the San Diego Padres are concerned. And a lot of articles written about the culture, lack thereof. You played in the big leagues for a long time. How important is it? How do you find it? Can you create it? Does winning breed it? Somewhat all of the above. I mean, when you think about winning and success, there is an element, even if you don't love everybody in the room, there's a certain respect and there's a certain respect for the work involved and, and the roles that you play. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to you know, hang out every day, but you do hear from a lot of these teams, especially when the managers that we interview before the games, a lot of them do say, I'm enjoying this team, I'm having the most fun I've ever had. 
uh, the guys really like each other. They go out to dinner. Um, certainly, if you're good, execute, and you respect each other's job, and you like each other, um, you know that is a, the, the best combination you can ask. And I do think that someone can change the culture and come in. It may be a player, it may be a manager, but the culture can can shift. And I think of someone like Jose Ramirez. You know, Terry Francona raves about the reason he had the success he he did, but not necessarily a big payroll or deep talent. But a guy like Jose Ramirez embodies what he professed as what he wanted as a manager and that's someone that was accountable showed up on time and played hard every day and when you have a star player doing that it's easier to you know change the culture or have young players come up and expect that of themselves and um and so yes i I think it can change literally overnight depending on the, the leadership the personnel the timing and the will Talking to ESPN's Doug Glanville here on Ben and Woods. It's funny, I call this center fielder hour. We just had Adam Jones on. You're on. Yeah. Uh, our colleague Tony Gwynn Jr. will be here in just a little while. So we've got it. We're well covered at the center field position we're right str- now. We're strong up the middle. Yeah. Uh, and I asked Adam this, so I'll ask you as well about the, uh, the narrative that the layoffs, you know, are hurting teams like the Orioles and, and the Dodgers after the three game sitting through, sitting out the three game wildcard series. You're covering that brave series. That narrative was probably going to be true until they rallied for five runs at the end of game two as well. Now all of a sudden doesn't feel quite as true anymore. Where do you kind of land on the formatting issue of the baseball playoffs? Yeah. Well, it does matter. I mean, I, I know personally when I missed three games, I felt really crazy. My swing felt off. Uh, you know, there's, there is a, it's a timing. It's a game of timing and mechanisms that, that you, you key in on. Now, can you completely, you know, put all of it at the, the at the foot of the, the break? No, but it, it's, it's a factor. And, um, but yes, but baseball, the nature of wanting to revamp something after, you know, one iteration of it, it's, it's a little tough, but, you know, you kind of want to see how it plays out. But yeah, it's, it's hard to address that because, you want to reward a team that won the division. You know, you give them a bye, you give them time. You want to reward that, but I'm sure they prefer not to have six days off. Uh, I you know some players are complaining about the day off, even after game one, right? In the National League and last year, the American League, uh, they don't want time off. <laughs> but I don't know when you have 16 wild and wild cards in both leagues, it's pretty hard to find room to be like, hey, let's you know all play the next day right after the season ends, unless you have some sort of round robin or something. So there's other formats. Other sports do a lot of different things. Uh, baseball is, you know, imperfect. But I don't think in the end of baseball you always get the best team anyway. That is right. the nature of upsets and the nature of the beast uh, and, and somewhat something that we actually love about it. Well, like you said, it's a small sample size. So let's do this format for like 80 to 100 years, and then we'll have a good <laughs> reference to decide whether or not there is a, a layoff penalty. We'll know by then. <laughs> right. Yeah, time definitely matters. You always say small sample size, right? And uh, I think we need a little bit more time. And and look, the Braves might just get might have gotten hot all of a sudden, and then it changes everything. And regardless of postseason, you, you got to find a way. I mean, I I got my game winning hit in the playoffs in, in 2003, and I I sat. I don't think I had started in like weeks, <laughs> and I'm not sure how I did it. But you know, you just find sometimes it just it lines up, and you just find the magic in the moment. The magic in the moment is something that that we were severely lacking uh, here in San Diego this year. And you you can look at all the numbers, Doug. You can look at the back of baseball cards. You can look at oh man, the one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, the Cy Young, the reliever of the year. You know Juan Soto. All these guys had you know decent numbers as it turned out. 
when it came down to it, and you're seeing teams in the playoffs right now really struggling with runners in scoring position. It drove us crazy. We got tired of saying it. We got tired of looking at how many they left, you know, the night before. How, how do you fix that? I mean, is it is it how do you go into spring training and say we need a bigger emphasis on hitting with runners in scoring position? Because we all know baseball players, they want those they, those ribbies, they want those stakes every single day. That's important to them, and it's important to us. And it's how you win ball games. How do you change that narrative? Well, first, it's one of those statistics that it's it's not really repeatable. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I hit three thirty last year and I hit three thirty again. It's there's a little bit of luck involved. There's, there's certainly a plan. I, I wouldn't say, like, you could have a, a mediocre statistical year in runners in scoring position and have a good plan. Now, I'll give you an example. Like, Randy Johnson loved to throw that first pitch, get me over slider, when runners were in scoring position. That's kind of how he did it. Now, if I didn't learn from that and notice he was doing that, then I'm not doing my job. Now, I may not hit it because it's still a Randy Johnson slider, but there was a game I finally got it and got a base hit and got two RBIs because – I finally figured out that that's what he does. But guess what? Randy Johnson's also then adjusting the next time. And that's the cat and mouse game that you have to continue to stay on. So having a good plan and approach is the responsibility of the players and the, and the staff. Uh, and certainly when you have great players like the Padres, you'd expect those guys to continue to make those adjustments quickly and, and having that plan. But if you're planless and it's just, you know, rippling through and people are just, you know, kind of turning it into high stress instead of, something they can thrive off of. It can, it can certainly snowball on, on a given team, especially when you have teams that you're playing that are executing. And as we established with the Padres division, they had some good teams. Giants were good. Dodgers were good. Diamondbacks are proving that they were good. It wasn't exactly an easy division. You're facing Zach Gallen. You're facing Clayton Kershaw. Um, you got, you know, uh, you're facing a lot of good pitchers that are, are really strong. So, um, but, yes, coaching, repetition, practice, and then when it, you know, things got to go blank for you, as Tony Gwynn would say, when the moment arises. Talking to ESPN's Doug Glanville here on Ben and Woods. And uh, Doug, I assume you're still on the Braves Phillies series. So you'll be at Citizens Bank Park tonight? Uh, Citizens Bank, I'm expecting it to be total pandemonium. Yeah, well, okay. So that's my, that's my question. I mean, this isn't football where, you know, the, the crowd can impact the offensive signal calling with the noise and everything. <laughs> How much home field advantage do you, because it really feels like the Phillies have an amazing one right now, but it's still baseball. It's still baseball. Well, yeah, pitch calm. You can't hear. I mean, right. that's, that's true. Time. Um, and it's a little different now, but yeah, I would say when I talk to, when we, well, you heard uh, Skip Schumacher's interview, and he mentioned that, yeah, it's a factor. You know, when they played in Philly and, and you know, you have young players, maybe it makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, you remember, you know, Johnny Cueto dropped the ball on the mound. Remember Pittsburgh? Yep. And, you know, <laughs> so uh, it, it could be one play. It could be just a little bit of a tenth man. But it's certainly something that I'd rather have on my side than against me uh, when it comes to, like, the collective. And the Phillies, I mean, it, it's just another level. It's another set of decibels here you do feel like you're standing behind the space shuttle in philadelphia it's, it's just like and atlanta was really loud but wow this is this is something else and and the culture behind it now is kind of fed into that you know they're all playing in, in sync and you know they've delivered and i so i think it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge for the braves but you know they've done this before you had some good years in philly doug so when you go back to philly what's the reception like 
I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was just saying you had some good years uh, in Philly. So when you get back there, and what's the uh, reception like for you? How difficult of a place was that to play? Yeah, well, I, I was a Philly fan growing up, so I kind of feel like I'd be criticizing myself if I didn't have a, a good appreciation <laughs> of what that meant. You know, <laughs> um, I, I've always seen the Philly fans as a challenge, as holding you accountable, as expecting you to play hard, respect the game. Uh, respect the city, know your history, know the team history. Uh, you know, I do think if you do all those things, they'll have your back. Um, I, I do that. And yes, they're going to get mad. They booed me once and I was upset, but I, you know, I looked back and even looked at the time. I'm like, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't make the right play. Uh, they will get on you. And, but then this year you got to see in clarity the other side of it when they cheered for Trey Turner and he was struggling and they went out and they, they had his back even when he was struggling, and he ended up responding. Uh, certainly, I'm sure it was other factors, but that was big. It's big not only for Trey Turner, but for other players to see like, oh, wait a minute, they're going to they're gonna still have my back when we play hard. And, uh, and that's big. And that's the side of Philly fans you don't see a lot. That was also there. Well, Doug, uh, certainly jealous. Uh, enjoy that atmosphere tonight. It oh, was the best so game jealous. of the playoffs, game two, and I'm expecting another good one uh, this evening. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right, guys. Always a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Here's Doug Lanville, uh, ESPN, former major leaguer, on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. So might as well just add one more African-American center fielder to the mix. Dave Roberts. Is he managing for his job now? Ben, you do a great job. There he is. we got Adam Jones, Doug Lanville. We mentioned Tony Gwynn, Jr., now we got Dave Roberts, who had a big playoff moment in the early 2000s as well, coming cold off the bench to steal a base for the Boston Red Sox. Is this it for him? If they lose, do they make a change in L.A.? Let's uh, talk about that. Uh, more on the matchups coming up tonight. It's Bennett Woods. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Instacart and get your family sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Well, thanks again to Doug Glanville. Just joined us on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Going until 10 o'clock, Coach John Cantero will take over. So I've, an- I- I've answered my question during the break of whether I think Dave Roberts is managing for his job tonight. And I think the answer is no. Now, would you like to know why I think that? I would. Okay. Because I agree with you. You do agree with yeah. me. No, right. I think they're not, they're, you know, they're not going to lose tonight. There's no way. Well, Dodgers aren't going to get swept. That's not agreeing with me. If you win... If you would have been fired, if you lost, then you're managing for your job. Even if you save your job, you're you still managing no. for your job. Yeah, for sure. I, but I, I'm just saying they're not losing. I, I think that the question is, I, I would, 
I would hope that if I was an executive of a Major League Baseball team, and it was my decision whether or not to fire the manager, that I would have an idea of who I wanted, like what kind of manager I wanted, if I was going to go in a different direction. Correct? You don't just fire the manager to fire the manager. You got, no, we need, we need something like this instead of that. And if you're the Dodgers, you have no complaints with how Dave Roberts manages in the regular season. Right? Zero Dave Roberts. None at all. Every year. I mean, the worst season they've had was second place in 106 wins in the last decade, essentially. Yeah. So you'd be looking for what? A manager with a ton of playoff success, then. Someone who really knows how to manage well in the playoffs. What kind of playoff? Well, who's available out there that has got Joe Torre? All kinds of playoff <laughs> success that you're going to be able to hire and bring in. There's no one, right? So, I mean, you'd just be essentially be firing Dave Roberts and then crossing your fingers that the next guy, that the next guy might have better success in the playoffs because there's no available proven playoff manners. Now, if you don't last year and hired Bruce Bochy, I could make that argument and go, all right, he wants to come back. He's done it before. I don't think Boch would have managed the Dodgers, but. You could have made that argument. Who who out there though is even like even on the list of guys with incredible playoff success that the Dodgers would look to bring in? Now being the judicious uh, you know, sports radio host that I am, I, I spent some time yesterday looking at the old Twitter machine and I ran across, Ben, a phenomenal conversation between two Dodger fans. May I read some of please, it to you? Please. One gentleman says I'm as mad. At, no, this is actually, this one was from a couple of years ago. And then another guy yesterday quote tweeted it and said, Happy, it's not Doc. The Dodgers bats just get historically cold at the same time every year, regardless of players' anniversary. Uh, first guy's was from 2019. He says, Hey, happy anniversary. And then the next guy responds and says, I mean, he can't make them hit. And then the next guy responds, Poor guy. Year after year, keeps getting lineups full of good players who forget what a strike zone in or show any emotion when the calendar flips. It's uncanny. But I guess that's more believable than the manager having more impact on tournament preparation than, quote, making them hit. And then he says, what do you think he's not doing that other teams that hit are doing? And why is it more likely than multiple bad series from good players? It's the age-old question, and if the Dodgers knew the solution to it, they would spend money to get it. Believe you me, they would absolutely invest in that. I don't think you can – I'm not just saying this because I love Dave Roberts as the manager of the Dodgers. I don't think you can fire a guy that consistently wins as much as he does. I just think that you you have to keep rolling with it until he gets the job done now, in a full season. Is this Woods season. playing next-level chess because no. you don't want Dave Roberts to go? I just said that that's not why I'm saying it. I, you made the point. Who's Who are you going to find right. that, that does a better job? Um, now, when the postseason gets there, is it the players? I've never heard. Honestly, guys, I, and you know, I hear a lot from Dodger fans, as you might expect, more than I'd like, but I hear... I never hear anything bad about the culture. In fact, I hear the culture is phenomenal. Mookie and Freddie and their best buddies and there's articles. I don't see any critical articles really coming out about the Dodgers. Alden Gonzalez doesn't really write critical. They may be the gold standard. That's that's it. I mean, I, I'm 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 Bill Plasky predicts him to win the World Series every single year. Every year, he just did it three days ago. He's like, they're winning it. They're winning the World Series. That's L.A. Times. So. Who's, who are you going to get that's going to win 100-plus games, win the division? We we brought up the Bobby Cox point yesterday. I guarantee you Bobby Cox was like, son of a 
how did I not win six or seven World Series rings with all the guys we had? How? He got his one in a full season, and that's good for him. But I know he feels like he left something on the table. And I know Dave feels like he's left a ton on the table. And October baseball is a completely different animal. I don't think he's had good postseasons before. I don't. I think this postseason, he's been fine. His guys are just terrible right now. They're just not hitting. And and I, I don't know how – should he be flipping them front toss on his knee in front of him? Hey, guys, I'm gonna, we're going to get you ready. This is going to work. Yeah, it, Really, honestly, like what – at what point, when you get them there and they're that good and they're that pro and they're that they're veterans, and you don't have the pitching that you're used to having, but you still have some good arms, what what should he do? And if you're a Dodger fan, feel free to weigh in on Twitter or whatever. Like, what should he do? It, the only reason you'd fire him, Ben, the only one, is the quote unquote, "It's time for a different voice." That's it. That's the and, and, that, and by all accounts, the voice has been that, fine. And if that is the reason you do it. The odds are fairly overwhelming that the person you bring in will not be as successful as Dave Roberts has been, especially in the regular season. He has set a standard that is almost going to be impossible to match with what they've done over the last, you know, decade in the National League West. Now, in, if you're a Dodgers fan, you go, I don't care if they win 90 games, if they win 90 games, sneak into the playoffs. If they win a playoff series, I'll take that over what Dave Roberts has given sure. us. But there's, there's very, there's no, there's no rationale to believe that the next guy is going to do anything that different from Dave, unless you're changing all the players as well to make this a better team. As I said earlier this week, I, to me, it's way more on Clayton Kershaw and his playoff struggles. Then it's on Dave Roberts. It's on the hitters not coming through. Yeah, it's I mean, it's on Mookie, on Mookie and, and Freddie and, and, and off yeah. to a slow start. Then it is on Dave Roberts. One hundred percent. Joey says Dodgers' greatest strength is also their biggest weakness. The even keel attitudes serve them well in the regular season. It fails them in the playoffs. You need that extra juice and energy. They don't. Here's the funny part, though, Joey. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. J.D. Martinez, a lot of those guys have, have they had got playoff success in, before. In the juiced-up atmospheres that they've played in before, there is is does that lend any credibility to the? Hey, we're at Mookie. I saw a podcast he did with uh, J.D. Martinez, and they talked about the differences playing in Boston and playing in Philly, and they had both had that experience, and they talked about it, and they both said, "Oh man, L.A. is just chill. Like if you lose, it's like, hey, go get them tomorrow. Boston, they want to kill you, and." Does that make you play better? Does it lend credibility to our theory, my theory too, of why do guys come here and just put their feet up and cruise? Like, it happens. Padres players, Xander Bogarts is a, a G, man. He won World Series in Boston. Xander Bogarts come here and he, and he says stuff that you're like, wait, what? Well, you never would have said that in Boston. Dan Shaughnessy would have killed you. Is it our fault, the media? Maybe we're not hard enough on him. Maybe the fans need to start booing and screaming and being irrational. Yet in Philly, it would took you know kindness, took and, kindness and love for Trey Turner for them to it take truly, off this it year. It truly is confounding. So I think you know when they get to Allen says they have no struggle throughout the season. They'll win the division by ten to twenty games. No struggle makes it hard to turn it on. I mean I, I, that happens too. That happened. You know, I think the Yankees of the nineties were that way. They would cruise through the East, and then they'd get to the playoffs, and they said. Pedal, you know, pedal the metal. We're going to run through these playoffs too. There may be something. Uh, there may be something to the the fact of, hey, I'm, I'm on the West Coast. It's more relaxed. It's more chill. 
but you have to be that way. You can't be squeezing the sawdust out of the bat in the postseason. You actually have to be loose. I, I would I would imagine, I would have thought that that attitude would serve them well in the playoffs as well. Calm, cool, collected, like one Bruce Bochy in his steady hand, Alex Bregman. The, the heartbeat on Alex Bregman when he's at the plate in a big moment is probably 82 beats a minute. Mine would be 182 beats a minute. His is just, ho-hum, here we go. I mean, they, it's experience. They've done it. You're telling me Houston fans are harder on their fans than Dodger fans? I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. Um, I think you were right on both counts yesterday with Rangers and your predictions. So give me your thoughts just quickly. Atlanta at Philadelphia, Bryce Elder versus Aaron Nola. I got the Who Phillies. You like, got you the, like Phillies. the Phillies yep. taking a 2-1 lead with I, Nola on the mound? I do. I tend to agree. Uh, Houston at Minnesota, Jose Urquidy against Joe Ryan. I'm very sorry uh, to the Twins fans. I think your your season ends today. All right, Astros. And then Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Lance Lynn against Brandon Fott. I think it's... Uh, you said Dodgers. You're Dodgers. Win yeah, Dodgers win this game tonight. Yeah. So we will only have... No way they get swept. No chance. Zero. <laughs> So we None. will have uh, a 2-1 lead in, in any count with the Philadelphia-Atlanta series. You think the Houston-Minnesota series will be over this afternoon? I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's tough to, like, root for the Astros, but I want the Astros-Rangers series so badly that I'm willing to root hard for the Astros tonight just because I want... I mean, they beat Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is is one of the Twins' best pitchers. Joe Ryan's good, too, but, I mean, they put they laid the wood to him. They just put the wood to him. You could see the energy kind of run out. It's baseball. Anything can happen. But I, my gut tells me the Astros win it tonight. All right. Uh, we will take a timeout. Last one of the show. When we come back, uh, got some interesting things coming up at Petco Park. We're going to fill you in on events like the links at Petco Park Ooh. returning and other exciting uh, opportunities at our downtown ballpark. Coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. In corporate lingo, they call it activating the ballpark. Oh, yeah. For the rest of us, it's just like, hey, you know, the Padres only play. 81 home games, but there's like 365 days of the year, and we got this really cool space. What else can we do with it at Petco Park when the Padres aren't using it? That's what we're going to be talking about with our friend Jacqueline Lash, uh, Senior Vice President, Special Events with the Padres. She's going to join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And there are some very exciting things coming to Petco Park, and it's not just concerts, Woods. Yeah, they have those, but we got probably the most diverse kind of lineup of other activities that are going to be going on downtown. And joining us right now on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is uh, Senior Vice President of Special Events for the Padres at Petco Park, Jacqueline Lash, back with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Hello, Jacqueline. 
Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. You uh, are very, very busy. There's a lot going on. I wanted to ask you just a logistics question first of all, because okay. we saw the uh, we saw the our own beloved Tony Gwynn Jr. down there with the hard hat uh, with the Padres logo. I would like one of those if possible. Uh, number, what would you do with that? I just wear it. I would wear it around the house. I mean, they're red. Let's just like wear them around town. That's what I'm saying. Like bring a whole. I don't look great in the City Connect. I would look better in that hard hat. I think. Uh, We're going to have to find you one. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh Uh, Uh Benefits of being on the flagship, I guess. I did want to ask you, so I know they're doing construction and whatnot and and revamping Gallagher Square. The events going on, do you have to kind of plan around that construction? How's that going to work? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're we're definitely used to juggling, you know, different things going on at the ballpark. And we're lucky because the ballpark's big enough that we can still have, um, you know, a nine-hole golf course with links or other concerts on the playing field while Gallagher Square is being completely renovated. So, yes, we definitely have to work around it, but it doesn't stop us from, like you said, the corporate word of activating the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Now, for, yeah so you just mentioned the, the golf course. I heard course. that. Uh-huh. I, know, I know. I'm teasing a little bit. So the links at Petco Park is back, but yes. if I remember correctly, it used to be like – January later in the off season. Now, this is kind of an October version. What's going to be different about the links, which uh, open up uh, this week? Correct. Yeah. So exactly. So um, this year we're doing links from Friday the thirteenth until Sunday, October twenty second. Um, and as you mentioned, with the October and especially starting uh, Friday the thirteenth, we thought we'd make it kind of spooky themed. Um, so not only do you get to walk from tea box to tea box around the ballpark in different locations, um, the press box, the rooftop, but we're also going to do kind of like an adult trick-or-treating. So every uh, whole location will have a different trick-or-treat. Um, some more exciting stuff than our regular links, which is already incredible. So we're really excited. We actually just released a few more tea times yesterday. Uh, this event sells out right away, but we were able to find a couple more tea times and days to add. So if you go to padres.com forward slash the links, you can see what's available. But again, we're, we're super excited. Everyone loves this event. Um, it's really unique whether you love golf and you're great at it or whether you just want to come swing a club in America's finest ballpark. It's really fun. We did it our very first year on the show, and every year I miss it. I miss it like I'm out of town or traveling or something. I'm traveling again this weekend, but I might may try to get out there next week because we had such a blast. It's fun. Uh, when it's we like a come full, next week. Full okay. ballpark tour, essentially, yeah, it, while playing some golf. It's like it's trippy when you hit one from like the upper deck down onto the field. It, it, it's pretty exactly. awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Now, you're also uh, putting quite a dent into my wallet because there's Dia de los Deftones. We had Band of Horses and the Revivalists already. There's so many good shows coming to town. I don't think any bigger than uh, Foo Fighters coming next August, uh, Jacqueline. And I, will there be more tickets uh, available for that? Yeah. So as you mentioned, we love doing concerts here at the ballpark. We just think it's such an incredible venue to see your favorite act, whether it's in Gallagher Square or on the playing field right in the middle of downtown. It's easy to get to. Um, Deftones is sold out. Foo Fighters, we did announce last week. It's August 7th of 2024. And I was blown away by how quickly this thing sold. There's still some tickets available. So go to Padres.com forward slash concerts to kind of see what's what's out there still. But yeah, I mean, people, people love Pick a Park. They love the Foo Fighters. They love all the different acts we have. Um, at noon today, I'm giving you a sneak peek, but we're going to open a few more tickets for Hosier, oh, nice. uh, which 
yeah, and that's on uh, October 29th. So that one already had sold out, um, but we're going to open a few more tickets. That one's on the playing field. Um, so yeah, just a lot of fun stuff going on. We have Jordan Davis and Gallagher Square next year on May 31st. The all-new Gallagher Square. The new Gallagher Square, exactly. We're so excited about it. Um, you know, we have the Holiday Bowl, we have the Rodeo. So we just try and think of really fun, exciting things to do um, in San Diego and, you know, have all of our fans and fans of the ballpark come and, and experience different things. So it's it's really fun, um, and we're just thrilled to have San Diego support. Talking to Jacqueline Lash uh, with the Padres. Well, before you go, one last thing, because you mentioned the Holiday Bowl. The logistics. So that's December 27th, and then you've got the Wild Horses Festival December 30th, and then you've got the rodeo coming in less than two weeks later, which has got to be in terms of like the preparation to put a rodeo on at Petco Park. I even got no idea. How are you going to handle, like juggle all of those events in a two-week span? Yeah, I mean, when you say it, it sounds crazy. Uh, we have an incredible team, both our grounds crew team, Matt Balo, and, and the rest of his guys. Um, are super helpful and Drew Gomes and our operations team here. So, yes, we are going to go from football to Zach Bryan and a concert uh, to a rodeo <laughs> right in the infield. So uh, it'll be an interesting month or maybe three weeks in there, but um, we're excited. And, you know, we've we've done so many events here. We really consider ourselves to be best in class in terms of you know, special events and, like you said, activating the ballpark. Um, we just feel like we're so lucky to have this jewel of a venue in the middle of downtown. And, you know, we want to we want to activate it and bring as many special things to San Diego as we can. Great mission, job. Yeah, mission accomplished so far. It's Great job, incredible. Jack. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you have one more thing you wanted to say? No, I was just going to say, right. yeah, we, we're, we're definitely doing it, and um, we appreciate seeing right. We can deactivate you then. Thank you for joining us. She's uh, going to activate her fist into your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to activate. <laughs> I'm just going to keep activating. Jacqueline Lodge, <laughs> Senior Vice President with the Padres, on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan. Hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet. Find new roads. I'm sorry. I just corporate speak I find kind of amusing sometimes. They drill that into us lately, especially in like TV, like my writing. Like, try to write as much like a real person. And I'm not good at. It. I write like a sportscaster. Yeah. And there's lots of sportscastery phrases. Just like when you work at a, you know, in a corporation, they have lots of corporate words. A lot of synergy. Yeah, synergy. Yeah, there's a great corporate one. word for you right there. It's you not should even work a real in word. Boom goes the dynamite to your sportscast tonight. If That's you, sportscastery if you for get you. Get a chance. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of concerts, not at Petco Park, but we do have more tickets to give away to the uh, concert coming up, the Vets Aid concert down at the North Island Credit Union Amphitheater next month in Chula Vista. If you want to win a pair of tickets to see Joe Walsh, uh, Jeff Lynn's ELO, uh, we've got two to give away right now. Let's make it easy on Pauly. Just call fast. Be the third caller, 833-288-0973. Uh, hook you up for some tickets. It's November 12th. It uh, benefits the veterans, Vets Aid, Concert for Our Veterans at North Island Credit Union Amphitheater. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com as well. But call now, 833-288-0973. Let's take the callers on the air. You want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. You nervous? All right. And then they can give their uh, personal information out over the years. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, no, we, we can. Mother's maiden name. Yeah. All right. We'll so you want to take caller number Model one right of your now? Yeah, first take caller number one. All right. All right. You get to, here's I'm giving you another yeah, chance. You do the... What? You want me to do it yeah, now? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I want to see how you do this. All right. All right. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. 
97.3 The Fan, who's this? This is Pete. Pete, I am so sorry, but you are caller number one, so my close. friend. Try again. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Uh, 97.3 The Fan, who is this? Uh, Makayo. Uh, Makayo, you are caller number two. Oh, so, so very close, close Makayo. So Try again, close. buddy. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. 97.3 The Fan, who is this? This is Jesus. Jesus, congratulations, my friend. You are the winner. You are going right to the big right show with EL, Jeff Lenz, ELO, and who else? Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Are you a fan of, of either of those bands? Uh, yes. Okay. Joe Walsh band, yes. Good. Beautiful. Well, you're going to have a great Life time. Life is good for you then, sir. Hang on the line, and uh, Paulie will get your information, and uh, congratulations. Thanks so much for listening to Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's what I did. Why don't we do that every time? That was so dramatic it's and so exciting. Dramatic. I, know. I mean, the tension was you could cut it with a knife. You really could. When you got to caller number two, I know. and they were like <gasps> right on the edge of winning, but then they didn't win. My heart was broken yeah. from a Kyle. Yeah, my man, I my mean, too. came so close. It's hard to get through. I mean, you see how pro I sound? Yeah, when usually I did it? you just get a busy. Have you ever called in to try to win a contest? So many times. And you just get a busy signal. Yeah. Do you ever call? Do you ever get on the air anywhere? You were no. sports. You never called in a sports show? I did Jim Rome once. Did you get on? I did. You did? Once, yeah. What happened? Uh, Give me the whole story. I talked about the Padres. I just, they were winning. They had like won 14. Or it was 1999, the year after the World Series. And they had started to slow. And then they went on this, I think it was like a 14-game winning streak. And I wanted to you know, get some comp- Padres conversation going. Like, I think they're, I think they're turning it around. There he is. <laughs> Romy. Romy Van Smack. Uh, of hey, course, Jim. Uh, uh, long time, uh, first time. Uh, after my call, the Padres fell apart. And they... Did not end up going anywhere in the 1999 season, so I was I was inaccurate in my call to Romy Vance Mack. Now, did he engage with you? Yeah, did oh, he... yeah, yeah, no, he didn't. I didn't make fun of me. I didn't get ra- I didn't get racked uh, or win the huge call of the day. But I also didn't get humiliated and hung up on or anything like that. I was just kind of a regular, average old caller. Just the a one regular time, old yeah. call. Oh, Only yeah. time I ever did it. Yeah. So who did you call? Oh, I used to call the ticket all the time back home. You did? Yeah, all the did time. You, did you use your real name? Like, were yeah. you, where, what was your on-air name? Steve. Steve. Steve from Steve Grapevine. Steve in Grapevine. <laughs> yeah. You're next up on... Take a ton of calls. Okay. They really didn't. They didn't take a ton of calls. Did you call but... Reiner, your favorite? Yeah. You called into his show? Yeah, talked to him before, talking talking baseball with Reins. I texted with him this morning, uh, my, my radio Jesus, uh, Mike Reiner from 13... He was on 1310 The Ticket. He's on 97.1 The Freak. Now the freak, yeah, he's doing great. The freak, (laughs) and uh, he's a huge Ranger fan in a town full of Cowboy fans. He is like a true, always has been. Baseball Jesus is his nickname. He's my radio Jesus. But I texted him this morning, and I was like, "Dude, congratulations! I know this is like so well deserved for you." Um, So yeah, he he wrote me back this morning. He's like, he's my my absolute idol. What's the longest you waited on hold then to get on? Like, I used to do. Call in and I used like, to do you... requests. All like when I was probably fourteen or fifteen, I would call in to request like the Cure love oh, song so or something. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Romy. I would call in to request <laughs> songs all the time, knowing I had the CD at home. Even though you could play it anytime, you wanted yeah. to hear. You wanted to make everyone else listen to it. That's exactly it wasn't, right. You wanted to hear yeah. it. You want to make everyone else. I've listen done to dedications. It at the same time. I've done the. Dedications. Now, did you ever win a prize at any of the? Stations, concert tickets, anything like that? I don't think never, I've ever never won. won a prize at a radio station. I don't think so. Not that I can recall. I've never, I would never call for that stuff. 
It's not officially yet. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say anything, oh, but boy. Adam did tell us yesterday we've got a cool contest that will be starting up, bringing back something we've done before with a really fantastic prize Ooh, for everybody. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I don't think I can spill the beans yet, but be listening um, in the coming days for details on a major contesting initiative. I think if I used corporate speak, we'd call it contesting initiative here at 97.3 The Fan yeah, Odyssey. we're activating it. Yeah, we're activating yeah, our contest. That's exactly right. Let's do, uh, let's do tier one topic wheel. All right, we got one time for at least one. Yeah, at least All one. Right. Um, Jordan wants full credit. He said this was his invention. Uh, congratulations, Jordan. Thank you. You get no royalties because we don't get any royalties. The problem is everyone's still calling in to win the tickets. That's so right. So if you want to call in quickly, 833-288-0973, we can spin the topic wheel once we in the try. last like three minutes. We got one call here. Tony, uh, hey, were you calling in for the tickets or would you like to play tier one topic wheel with us, Tony? Calling in for the tickets. All right. You All didn't right, well, win. You would lost, you like to so play sorry. tier one topic wheel instead? You can't win anything. I'm sorry. Sure, why not? All, All right, right, here we go. Let's I'll do it. it. Let's spin the topic wheel. Paulie, if you would. Oh, look at how many choices. He has reloaded the topic wheel. I've never seen it so loaded with questions. Wow. It's even spinning. It's better. spinning faster. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> like he oiled it. <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, with Tony. Tony, what is your biggest phobia? Ooh, phobia. Ooh, heights. Oh, heights? That's oh, it? God, it's so good. I don't, I don't suffer from that one. I'm with I, him. I mean, I get a little nervousness, but I kind of like that exhilaration of heights. But I don't want to go down. I don't want to jump off or skydive or no. roller coaster or anything. Mine's probably snakes. Snakes is a good one. I go on these walks and these trails by my house, and I'm my head is down, just keenly looking 15 yards down the path for these rattlers that I know are there. Now, I've got my headphones in, so I can't hear, so I'm just looking. I just my eyes are just focused on the trail ahead because I'm so I have uh, fear of opening my toilet and sitting down a snake biting my butthole. Basically, I, um, is what I'm. <laughs> I mean, I get absolutely panicked uh, in porta potties. Porta potties is where I feel like there's snakes living in the doo doo to come up and I'm I, just terrified. I don't like snakes or bugs, but I don't. I'm not. I can deal with them if I had to. I mean, I, you know, if you gave me like the bucket and the claw to put the snake in the bucket i could I, probably get close enough i could do that i'm not that scared of them i'm not i'm not friend i'm not the people who like will pet a snake or anything but i wouldn't say i have a phobia rats will get me too Ooh, yeah. rats are bad bad but i can i can handle all those critters if i had to i've said it before i like grew up my, my buddy had pet rats like there was our classroom rats or whatever and he took them home for the summer He's a, i had no problem letting them crawl all over me it's it's rats being in your house when they're not supposed to be there he's a deviant now i promise you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. am um yeah. I would say my phobia I hate like the pitch dark. I like really? to have Oh, I love it. <laughs> I always like to have a night light, just a little a tiny night light? Well, just like <laughs> some sort of light coming in from somewhere. Even if it's from outside, just a little so bit. It's not of, like a night light. Not not necessarily. I don't have a night light anymore, but <laughs> anymore. Except the clapper. Did you have a nightlight in college? Kid? Not in college. Oh, okay. But there was in college there's plenty of, I mean, it's a dorm. There's plenty yeah, of light lights. everywhere coming in through the cracks of the door. I hate light. But I don't want to be pitch black in the night. I like to be able oh. to at least see a little I've bit when told, I get up. Told you guys before, my dream situation to sleep in is a coffin. Right. You an like, air conditioned yeah, coffin. Where I just am just black and yeah, cold. Yeah, what's the and uh, the closed tight claustrophobia. spaces? Claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah, claustrophobia. A little Agoraphobia. Bit, yeah. 
No, that's open. Is, is that, that open, open spaces? I don't have that one, but closed spaces a little <laughs> bit for sure. <laughs> I can't sleep with I, any shred of light in the room. I go crazy. A blinking, you know, uh, DVD player back in the VCR. Yeah, I don't, mind, I don't mind a little bit. I, I like to put a sock some, over it. I like it. having something there. Oh, I can't do it. I cannot do it. No. It's not like, my biggest phobia. I, I'm not a good flyer. I love going places sure. and going on vacation. I don't like flying. Have on fun planes. flying to uh, Singapore I will for be 17 hours. Heavily, heavily <laughs> sedated. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for us. A good show today. Very fun. Great guests. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Wonder if the Dodgers season will be over or uh, not. No chance. Search and Braden will take you for the next four hours for executive producer, imaging director Paul Rindle, and Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Wednesday from all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.